caregivers. Have you ever felt like nothing is going right? Well, cheer up and welcome to Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver Radio Program, where you'll learn how to avoid that dreaded thing called caregiver burnout and how to survive the grieving process. Join Dave and his guests now as they share practice tips and tools that you can start using immediately to help get you through this day. Now, here's your caregiver host, Dave Nassani. From Huntington Beach, California, big LA welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I am Dave Nassani, Caregiver Dave Radio Show, coming to you live from the syndicated Positive Talk Radio Network, HealthyLife.net, broadcasting in all 50 states and 135 countries. And just a reminder that all our shows are on demand at HealthyLife.net and our membership site, CaregiverDave.com, voted number two of the top six best caregiver podcasts of 2017. How about that? And just for checking out my site, we have a free burnout quiz and my free book about overcoming unbelievable hardships. Wow, what a deal. (laughs) But we have an exciting interview planned for you today with my lovely co-host and founder of The Caregiver Space, Adrian Gruberg. Say hello, Adrian. Hi. Hi. And we will be interviewing today Cyrus Rosen, he is a 15-year-old high school student at the Charter School of Wilmington, Delaware. He's an executive for the Entrepreneurship Club at Charter. He is a TEDx Wilmington speaker alongside yours truly. And he's a founder of a startup that he developed, and I'll let him talk about that. Um, Cyrus has also built a type of caregiving app for your smartphones, and I'll let him talk about that, too, because I know I'm probably saying it wrong, because he's a lot smarter than I am, and he certainly was a lot smarter than I was at 15, so (laughs) if you're not impressed already, you should be. (laughs) So before we get started, I want to take this moment to thank my last week's guest, author, speaker, and former caregiver to her mom and special needs kids, Brita Miller. And again, you can watch or listen to that interview uh, on our website, caregiverdave.com. Well, enough of that. Cyrus and Asim, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us, Dave. We're yeah. so excited to have you on, both of you. Uh, why don't you take a minute, Cyrus, uh, and introduce yourself, and your, uh, I'll have Asim introduce himself as well. But i like to ask the question, just who is Cyrus Rosen, and why was he put on this earth? How about that? That's a fantastic question. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, you did a great job already. So I'm oh, a uh, <laughs> I'm a 15 year old student at Charter School of Wilmington in Delaware. Um, I well, Sim and I have started a business, and we are hoping to help as many patients and caregivers as possible. And we feel that we've found a uh, a valid way to do so, and it's really exciting. Yeah. Um, and so put on our uh, why was I put on this earth? And um, <laughs> and I think that's to, you know, as I said before, help people. And I've I've uh, had this gift of being able to, uh, first off, being born in a time when uh, people my age have the ability to uh, do things that we normally wouldn't, such as uh, influence and impact people in a meaningful way through using technology. And so I'm taking advantage of that to... Uh, you know, try and help people around the world, which is fantastic. And I'll pass it off to you, Asim. Amazing. Good job. So I'm Asim Trimsey, and uh, 
Yeah, why were you put on this earth, Asim? <laughs> yeah, so I believe that our mission is to create an app that connects people in need and uh, provides a space for people to share their opinions and thoughts on whatever disease that they're tackling or taking care of anyone that has that disease. So wow. it was connection and providing a means for connection. And you have a, a third uh, CEO. What's her name? She's uh, yeah, here. we have a, a third co-founder. Her name is uh, Anna Nesbitt. She hails Tell us from, a little about her. Why do you think she was put on this earth? <laughs> well, she hails from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and she's a really special woman. Um, so she has been working for many years in the robotic space, actually. She started many programs for... Um, bringing robotics to places of need. She is also a member of Girls of Steel, which is an advocate uh, for women in robotics. And she spoke at the White House to President um, Donald Trump and his wow. daughter, I believe it was Ivanka, yeah. uh, a few months ago. And so she's really you know, a fantastic person. And she is our chief technology officer and who's going to be the one who's you know plug, plugging in all the code for the app. She's really fantastic. Is she 15 also? Uh, she is. Wow, you're kidding. I was, I was making a joke. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Adrian, this is our future. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, you just um, regained my confidence in the youth of America, Cyrus <laughs> and Asim. Glad to be of service. <laughs> <laughs> well, First of all, I got to ask, how did she get invited to the White House and what was she talking about and how did that all come down? Um, to her, it really was a surprise. Um, they so contacted her? Uh, yeah, they reached out to her G Girls of Steel program. She'd actually worked Ooh. with Ivanka before. Um, yeah. I don't know the full details of it. I wish was she was 12. To to <laughs> <laughs> no, she was six, I think. No, but she, it was a very interesting story, actually. She told me that she found out she was going to the White House, and then, you know, not two hours later, was on the was driving to the airport. Wow. Um, and then the next day, she was in the conference. She was just she thought she was just there to observe, but then they actually asked her to speak, and in the moment, she stood up and was um, very articulate and did a fantastic job. So to wow. her, it's a complete surprise. So to be able to stand up and speak to the president and to you know, the nation just out of the blue is incre increasingly impressive to me. And there is a video that can be found on her Facebook page, I believe, which is um, Anna Nesbitt. Uh-huh. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, and I assume Asim is also 15 years old. I actually just turned 16 yesterday. Oh, oh the elder <laughs> in the group. Wow. Adrian, are you impressed yet? <laughs> I'm very impressed. What was the um, the nature of the talk that Anna yeah. went to? Yeah. What's, what's her what name again? I'm sorry. Going to? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? What's her name again, and what did she talk about? Uh, so her name is Anna Nesbitt, and she yeah. talked about uh, empowering women in fields that are predominantly male, such as um, software engineering and robotics. So how did she get involved in uh, Girls of Steel? Is that what it's called? Uh, yes. Uh, I don't know if I can answer that question for her. I just know that she's always been passionate about 
um, robotics. So uh, she didn't start that, uh, Girls of Steel. That was uh, an organization that was already uh, founded by somebody? I believe so, yes. Okay. Yeah, because that would be very impressive if she started yeah. an organization. Well, she wow. has started her organization. <laughs> um, so actually, in her school, she started a, uh, a robotics club for people in her elementary school as a high school mm. student and wow. is the leader of her robotics club in the high school as well. So she's very involved. And we're very lucky to have you know any time for her to work with us at all. <laughs> I know I was definitely blown away. Um, you know, even though some people may have uh, not necessarily, you know, the best opinions of our current sure. administration, but even the fact that she was invited to you oh, know, yeah. speak at the White House is just impressive enough. And that's what, you know, we've really been focusing on. Yeah, I, I don't see why, you know, some of these basketball yeah. teams get to go to the White House and they're making a political statement. Well, we're not going to go. It's, come on, it's the White House. It's the president. What, are you crazy? Well, Awesome. So tell us um, how it is that you came up with an app for for caregivers, I guess. Uh, where did you get the idea from? I mean, do you have someone who's a caregiver in your family, an elderly person who's receiving care? I mean, how did you get the idea? Because it's a oh, great yeah. idea. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so uh, there were two things that really um, inspired me. So number one, actually, is... Uh, when my uh, we were, I was actually inspired by the story of my mom. Uh, when she was a teenager, she was diagnosed with a rare disease called pemphigus vulgaris. Wow. Um, and this disease is is um, a one in a disease that affects one in a million people every year. So it's incredibly wow. rare. And on top of that, the majority of people with her condition are in their fifties and sixties. So for Susie, having that teenage, having that condition, Susie's my mom, by the way. So for my mm -hmm. mom, having that condition as a teenager um, was such a rare thing that she just felt completely isolated. Mm. Uh, you know, she felt like she was the only one in the world, to put it bluntly. And um, so that kind of gave me the idea that if there's a way to connect people who would not otherwise be able to make such a connection. So you're kind of a caregiver. Uh, I guess you could say that. Yeah, um, see? There's so many caregivers, they don't even realize they're caregivers. Like the neighbor who's who's bringing the paper in for his uh, his neighbor, his elderly neighbor, and then next thing you know, he's reaching for things on the top shelf for him. Next thing you know, he's making him breakfast. Next thing you know, he's taking him to doctor appointments. And it's like you kind of get sucked into being a caregiver. And that's why they say there's 65.7 million, but I think that number is low. I do, too. <laughs> and there's 6 million kids who are caregivers your age from 8 to 18. Wow. So it, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. So 100%. how's your mother doing now? Oh, she has been uh, completely cleared, and she oh, is a thriving, okay. powerful woman. So, Wow. Yeah. And I bet she's very proud of you. I'm sure. And... Um, yeah, so that's the inspiration for the app itself, which... So uh, she was feeling isolated, and you wanted to help her connect with other people, with other diseases, as rare as it is, because that's hard to find, especially if you have a rare disease. A hundred percent. So the app, um, the goal of the app is to build patient communities. Mm. And, um, and that means that bringing people 
with the same condition into one online space where they can support each other, support each other, um, share practical tips and advice from mm-hmm. living with their condition, which you do with this podcast, yeah. um, and you know, learn from the crowd and gain support from the crowd. So just building a community of patients, and so trying to have uh, a community for as many conditions as possible and for those people who need it. Yeah, so actually the second uh, person who's been a big inspiration to me as well is my great aunt, and her name is Aunt Helen. Mm. And she has been, well, she's been a caregiver for over 60 years. Wow. Um, so she's she, still alive, huh? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So she has it's, been. It's a very a dangerous nerd. occupation, you know. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And she's, so she's been a nurse for over 60 years, as well wow. as um, having, uh, sorry, as well as having to um, be a caregiver to. Uh, many of her family members. So she came from, she is one of nine children. And so she's oh. had to care for many of them as they you know, have approached old age and mm-hmm. since passed away, including um, including my grandmother and grandfather. She was their caregiver as well. Wow. Um, so she's of incredibly, incredibly strong uh, character to, and of one of the most caring people I know to, you know, be a nurse for so long. And it's just in her nature to be able to, um, to be able to do such, you know, to be able to care for so many yeah. people. And she's one of the reasons why I want to bring this platform to caregivers as well. Yeah. So who actually, so it was your idea, right? Uh, yes. And how did uh, Anna and Asim help you out with that idea? Great. So Iris had the idea, uh, I'd say late last year. Uh-huh. So, uh, basically, we would always talk about it at school, and I would help him like add things to it, like just shape wow. the idea into what it is now. And uh, eventually, like he asked me to be on his team because he valued my my output or input to the uh, to the project. And so you, Anna, you two have similar interests, I assume. Uh, yeah. You're computer oriented. Yes. Uh, yes. Asim, yeah. are you a caregiver as well? Um, I mean, I have two fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just wait, Adrian. Eventually, everyone either becomes a caregiver or needs a caregiver. <laughs> His time just hasn't come yet. <laughs> well, take care of those fish, Asim. Yeah. A lot of fish, you you see them, they're floating on their side, and, you know, lost another one. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, are you members of the computer club, or what what are some of the things you do in school? Yeah, so me and Cyrus both are a part of the entrepreneurship club at our school. And, uh, you know, many schools don't even have an entrepreneurship club. Uh, Right. Don't tell me you guys started that. No, no, actually... Um, no, so my mentor at school actually started the entrepreneurship club uh, the year before I got there, and he invited me to. Um, he was kind of the kickstart that allowed me to take this idea that I had in my head and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, this can be a reality. You can actually make this into a real thing." And um, and that's also where Anna and Asim come in. Uh, so I don't have 
any actual coding experience. And so mm -hmm. I used to go to elementary school with Anna, and I was visiting her over the summer, and we were just talking about what we were doing. And I realized, hey, she is a fantastic coder, and she's passionate about what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and so I said, hey, you know, do you want to join and help out? Because I'm not going to be able to do this. So in so with your help, I can get this done. And as the Sim said, you know, we have we share interests. We're in the same clubs. We go to the same school, and we we're just talking. And eventually, like you know, there's no reason for him not to be part of the team. So yeah. just brought him on. Does, well, listen. Does this app wait, hold that. Hold yet? that thought, uh, Adrian, because we need to take a break. So okay. don't go away. We will be right back. David Nassani. Best-selling author Dave Nassani. Dave Nassani is a best-selling author. Mr. Dave Nassani. <laughs> so you're, you're needed. I am needed. Yeah. You are very yeah. much needed. The woman I loved had suffered a massive stroke. Yes. They tell you, in the event of an emergency, oxygen mask will drop. Mm -hmm. Put your mask on first before you help your loved one with their mask. For the next two years, our lives had become a living hell. Everyone has one of these. It's called a cell phone. <laughs> you turn it on, you punch in your number. Hello, Mom. I need help. Grandma's driving me crazy. <laughs> I realize there are so many other caregivers out there who are hurting and feeling lost and alone. And I didn't want them to hurt anymore. So now I host a popular iTunes podcast, The Caregiver's Caregiver Radio Show. Mm -hmm. And I even shared the stage with Suzanne Summers at Harvard. Mm -hmm. Come and join our community of caregivers. Let us love on you. Let us support you. Dave is an amazing man. I was in tears when I heard his story. Dave is really my idol because <laughs> he created something for caretakers. And I was a caretaker for my father. Every caregiver's life is a love story. Let me help you make that love story one of hope and triumph. Thank you very much. And we're back with our guests, uh, Asim Trimel. Did I say that right? Trimzy. Trimzy. Sorry about that. And Cyrus Rosen and uh, Adrian Gruberg. And I'm Dave Nassani. And we're on the Caregiver Dave show, and we're talking about this Caregiver app that Cyrus has thought of and has developed with the help of his friends at school. He's only 15 years old, and he's uh, very impressive. Now, I wanted to ask you, uh, Cyrus, um, Adrian and I talk all the time about how caregiving, you know, isn't a, a sexy thing that that governments can get behind and, and offer programs. Like I speak a lot in Hawaii, and Hawaii is the only state in the nation that has a caregiver respite program where a caregiver who's working at least 30 hours a week can actually receive up to $1,500 a month for just doing the caregiving stuff. And just because he's working 30 hours a week doesn't disqualify him. And there are, like I said, almost 60 million caregivers in the U.S., and a lot of them are losing their jobs or they're getting sick or they're not taking care of themselves or they got fired because their duties are just too much. And and it excites me to think that uh, Anna is uh, talking at the White House because that I think that really needs to be a part of 
Trump care or uh, some kind of medical um, you know benefit that is offered in whatever they come up with for the next uh, medical plan to replace Obamacare. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I, I 100% agree with you that caregiving isn't uh, largely rep, uh, re- represented in uh, legislation. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I'm afraid that I didn't uh, necessarily make it clear that Anna was actually in the White House advocating for women in robotics and STEM yes. programs. Oh, okay. You did. Um, <laughs> but you know what? We can we can save that for her next speech. A hundred percent. You know. Or yeah. all three of you can be invited to the White House to talk about what you're doing and then bring up the topic of caregiving. That would because, be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it would be. So if you but haven't I, already had that idea, I just gave it to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, even though we're not necessarily making appearances at the White House, the fact that you have been, you know, speaking in Hawaii and speaking at Harvard and um, you're doing this podcast and even recently alongside me, uh, doing this TEDx uh, talk at TEDx Wilmington, you know, even though that's not necessarily on such a national scale, uh, you're still doing your best to spread the word and to make people aware. And, you know, who knows, that can spread and there's a pen- potential that it will spread, you know, with your efforts and with mine. So I think we are making steps in the right, uh, to the right place. Yeah, and Adrian uh, is very good. She has 160,000 followers. Uh, more than so she, that. Oh, more than that. <laughs> I never get the number right with her. It's all right. It's <laughs> what is all the number, right. Adrian? What is the number? <laughs> 165 something. 165 something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just pain. wanted to know. I wanted to know uh, two things. Um, what the name of the app was. Yeah. So. Uh, and what your uh, your anticipated launch date was, um, right. and is it free? Yes. So our app will be called Bubble Health, spelled B-U-B-L, just to keep it simple. Okay. And, uh, we're anticipating it. I mean, our our goal is for it to be launched by summer 2018 or sometime. Sorry, summer 2019. Okay. Yeah. In summer 2019. Okay. And our it's goal. only going to be an app, or will you have a web page as well? Yeah, we're developing a website. Of course you are. <laughs> so yeah. Our goal for the website is for it to be out before January 1st. Okay. Wow, that's a, an aggressive goal. Good for you. So the website isn't is just a, it's basically like a like a pamphlet about our app. Right. So it just it just previews like the things that we're gonna have and um, some features and some some reasons why it'll be useful. Just a simple website. <laughs> yeah. um, Pop another, it out in a week, you know. <laughs> another question: What was the was there a theme at TEDx that the two of you just happened the, to show the up? The theme for was showing up, right? Yes, I believe okay. so. Just show up, and you know what? Out of the thirty people who were invited, Adrian, guess how many didn't show up? Half. Three. Oh, just three. No, half would be disastrous. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, show up. Just show up, and you're 50% guaranteed that you're going to succeed. So many people don't show up. Uh, I can think of a silly example. You know, if you get a a traffic ticket, um, 
and you just show up at court, there's a 50% chance that the cop won't show up and your ticket might be uh, yeah. you know, dismissed instead of just paying it. <laughs> so showing up is very important. Yeah. So tell us a little about Anna and um, what she contributes. Yeah, so Anna has been you know, a fantastic partner to work with. And mm -hmm. um, so her main focus is the development of the app. And that means um, doing all the research and coding uh, for you know product the consumer would be handling. So that means mm. a lot of database building. Uh, She's the technical person. Exactly. And so Asim and I are pretty technically advanced, but nowhere near as advanced as she is. Wow. Uh, so she's going to be doing the brunt of the development work um, as far as you know, actually plugging in everything goes. Um, Sim and I are really, well, Sim and I are really focused on the business aspect of the um, business itself. Right. And so that includes, you know, marketing and financials and making sure, you know, everything's cleared legally and uh -huh. uh, setting up the LLC and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we've made some uh, really amazing progress, I feel. Um, the idea started last, uh, last year. Um, actually, right about this time in December really? of 2000 um, of 2017, and that same December, I, uh, on a whim, entered the idea into a pitch competition that our school hosted called Charter Launch, mm. and uh, I won. And so that kind of gave me the confidence and the validation that this is something um, that there's a potential to be an actual business. And so from there. I've been doing, you know, a lot of research, talking to patients, um, learning from people, and within and over the summer, I brought on Anna and brought on a sim, and we've been making some pretty good progress. And you know, as we said, wow. we're hoping to get our website out by January first. We're hoping to get our app out that the um, caregivers and patients will be able to use by August first, uh -huh. uh, summer 2019. And, you know, again, a TEDx talk. We're talking here with you, Dave. Wow. Um, it's, it's amazing. Hold that thought. We need to take another break. So we will be right back. Don't go away. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words, Overcoming Unbelievable Hardships, is about Charlene, a stroke survivor. Back in 1996, Charlene was a healthy, normal, very active 52-year-old woman whose amazing talents resemble that of both a Martha Stewart and a Wonder Woman. But all that changed when she suffered a massive stroke that left her severely speech-impaired and paralyzed on the right side. Who am I? My name is David. I've had the privilege of being Charlene's husband since 1975. We had a wonderful, fairy tale, storybook-like courtship that culminated in our marriage a year later. Charlene had just come out of a marriage where, after 10 years, she received two black eyes and a broken nose by her former husband when he came home high on speed. Charlene believed in no second chances of any kind for abuse, so she left. Finding herself all alone in the world with her five and 10-year-old daughters, Cynthia Lorraine and Deborah Lynn, she started raising them by herself for the next two years. Then fate brought us all together. After falling in love with Charlene, Cindy, and Debbie, our love then produced Rebecca Elizabeth. We had a wonderful, normal life for the next 20 years. But today, things are very different for everyone. 
One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words, Overcoming Unbelievable Hardships, is the amazing story of a woman's fight to survive, to survive all that life had thrown her way. Everyone who knows Charlene is thoroughly amazed at how she lives day by day, month by month, year by year, and with a smile on her face and hope in her heart that everything is going to be okay. Her faith in God is her foundation in this hope, that everything happens for a reason, and what doesn't kill her will make her stronger. So pick up your copy of One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words, Overcoming Unbelievable Hardships today. You won't be disappointed. Available everywhere. And we're back with Cyrus Rosen and Azim. Trimsy, yeah. So it's pronounced. Just like it sounds. Just, just like, like it looks. looks. <laughs> just like it looks. So what should we talk about now? Adrian, you got any questions? Well, you look yeah. pretty awestruck. <laughs> no, I, ha I have questions. Well, um, let's hear them. <laughs> well, I know when I was uh, caregiving for my parents, and I wanted them to be able to use the computer to to communicate with other people who were housebound, um, they'd never really used a computer. But we're entering into a whole new uh, generation where mm -hmm. People will have more familiarity, but will will the will it be user friendly? Will it be an easy easy to navigate for an old person or for a well? Uh, I mean, for anyone, ease of navigation. Someone who's not technical important. savvy. Not even it's not even a matter of technically savvy. It's just. A matter of there can be too many places to go, or it might just be too mm. hard to follow. Yeah, boys, what do you say about that? Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, so our vision kind of aligns with what Steve Jobs had with the iPhone, and we want to build a product that's simple to use and easy for everyone, like not just young people, but anyone like even if they're new to technology we want to make it as simple as possible right and that's, that's concerning thing. that's concerning the great job of sim and that, that was a great answer and <laughs> that's concern um that's concerning the user interface and user interaction but that's also concerning the goal of the entire app which is to make it as easy and as simple and as convenient as possible for people to make the connections they need to be able to find support and to be able to find information they need to survive and thrive as a patient or a caregiver. Now, here's my other question. Um, are you going to have this broken down by diseases or by age, uh, sex? I mean, how do you how do you see it being organized? I mean, uh, the caregiver space is is a caregiver destination. It's not a patient destination. So we try and have um, the uh, communities are broken down in different ways. Uh, let's say spousal or after caregiving, you know. But I got the idea for it when I was in a cancer-specific group. So. I want to hear what your plans are. A hundred percent. So um, we went into bubble with the idea of making a space for um, of making a space for patients, and we've been designing for patients. But as we're here learning more about caregivers 
and hearing how important they are, their um, you know, and how important they are to the patients as well. We want to uh, make it incorporate it as a patient and care caregiver space. So August first, uh, hopefully, as if we can meet that deadline, um, we are going to be launching a very very minimal product, and from that point on, we are going to be listening to our users, gaining as much feedback as possible, like and a continually. Beta. Exactly. It's going to be a beta and continually improving and revising the app to meet That's the smart. needs of the people who are using it. And so right now, the, folk, uh, our, the plan is to um, break up communities by disease and then in each community having different uh, channels and groups for different um, topics and discussions. And uh -huh. there are a couple of different ways we're thinking about incorporating caregiving. And one of those ways would be to have a space in, for instance, the diabetes community mm. and having a space for caregivers of diabetes in that diabetes community so that the caregivers are there in that diabetes space. But then they're also learning from the patients of diabetes and what they're doing to help themselves, which can then be transferred to helping their loved one. Mm. Another option, another thing that we're considering is to have specific communities for um, for caregivers, and that can be broken up, as you said, Adrian, based on different demographics. But something that is really important to us is providing what the users need, and so our, in in doing that, we want to make it as flexible as possible, where the user can actually create their own group or create right. their own community. Um, on the app. The only things that we are going to set out ourselves are going to be, uh, say, three um, groups within each disease community, kind of to give a guide to start the community. Um, mm -hmm. But something that we, that we really want to focus on is if a disease community doesn't exist already, a patient comes on who has that disease, can start that community themselves. And then it pings wow. out to everyone else on the app saying, this person wants to find a connection. If you know someone who has this disease, or know someone who knows someone who has this disease, please direct them to the community so that this can be helped. So even though it is, you know, these little chambered communities of specific diseases, the entire user interface, the entire user group of Bubble is intended to be one big community, simply just to help each other. And so that's kind of how we're approaching, um, you know, that's how we're approaching it. Yeah, you, are, uh, you are brilliant, Cyrus. I mean, I can't believe that nobody thought of this uh, before. I don't think there's anything on the market like this, is there? Um, I believe, actually, our biggest competitor is going to be Facebook um, <laughs> with Facebook groups. Um, and so, we're in, so we've been learning from Facebook, and there's also a uh, website called Patients Like Me, which mm. is a fantastic place where patients... Um, share their stories. So we are learning from Facebook and from patients like me. We're doing surveys. We're talking with patients, trying to bring them the things that they're lacking on those sites. Um, mm -hmm. Also, just to make it a more centralized place, uh, to bring all of the you know gr scattered groups and forums, um, all of these places, bringing it to one easy to access, easy to use space. Wow. That's amazing. So who's financing this? You've got about 30 seconds to answer that. 
then we got to take a break. Right. So, or do you need well, more time? We can wait till after the break. <laughs> uh, no. So we don't really have any major expenses at the moment, which is lucky. Um, really? We just have our laptops. We're coding it on our laptops. Listen, let's take a break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Dave Nassani, the caregiver's caregiver, has just released his sixth book entitled It's My Life Too. Reclaim your caregiver sanity by learning when to say yes and when to say no. It was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first, but just don't know how. Dave is the sole caregiver to his wife, Charlene, since 1996. He knows firsthand what caregivers are going through, because he is one. And he now speaks all across the country, offering caregivers his incredible caregiver support package. Even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency, to put your oxygen mask on first before you help your child with their mask. They know that those who don't heed their advice often black out, thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child. And caregivers are exactly the same way. It's my life too. Reclaim your caregiver sanity by learning when to say yes and when to say no. We'll help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet, and social life and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today or buy one for your special caregiver. On sale everywhere and at caregiverscaregiver.com. And we're back with Cyrus Rosen and Asim Trimzi. How did you guys all meet, by the way? I mean, uh, is have you known each other since first grade? Um, actually, funnily enough, I've known Anna since kindergarten. Oh. Um, so, you, ever, you know, did, almost did you there. Ever, did you ever have a crush on her? Um, not that I can remember. <laughs> uh, so we went to school together I'm in bad. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Sorry. We, no, it's all good. So we went to school together in Pittsburgh for kindergarten through second grade. And then I moved to Wilmington, Delaware. Hmm. And we've stayed in touch, you know, over the course of that time. But then I reconnected with her this summer as I went, when I went back to revisit Pittsburgh and we hit it off again, as we had back in kindergarten. And, um, you know, she agreed to join the team, which was fantastic. The team. Um, cool. <laughs> in a sim, uh, I can't exactly remember how I met you. I think <clears throat> just started talking at school. Yeah. Do you, do you remember a sim? How you first met? Do you remember? Yeah, so me and Cyrus had English class together freshman year. <laughs> That's when... But we, yeah, that's pretty much where we met. So we when did, did you realize that you all had something in common? Uh, I used to talk to Cyrus a lot about uh, just, like, technology, coding, apps, yeah. just just the whole, the whole nine yards. And eventually we started talking about, like, different ideas that we had for the App Store. And uh, he, he did the charter launch and presented his idea, and then eventually... I joined the team and helped wow. him put it into what it is now. Sounds like you go to a very, very good school. How many people are uh, part of the Entrepreneurship Club? Um, I believe we have around 150 members and around 30 to 40 active weekly members, wow. um, which is you know pretty great. What do you do in the club? What do you talk about? So we try and give people the tools to... Uh, be able to start their own businesses uh, pretty simply instead of working for someone. Um, exactly, as you know. That's the American way, isn't it? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we enter pitch competitions such as um, Diamond Challenge, which is a pitch competition uh-huh. held in Delaware, from the University of Delaware, and Charter Launch that we uh, host at our school. And we help people write business plans and uh, create presentations and guide them through the steps of the mindset of an entrepreneur and giving them the tools they need to be able to present their own ideas and start their own business. And that's how, you know, my mentor um, gave me those tools from the club and I just want to pay that forward. There are many options for us to raise the funding when the time comes. Uh, One of those is uh, GoFundMe. We're definitely going to have you back, you know, when this goes along a little further and get uh, some updates for you. Um, what's the best way that somebody can get a hold of you and maybe uh, you're doing pre-orders perhaps? Possible? Um, yeah. So as soon as the website is out, there will be a space where people can either submit their emails or contact us. We would love people to um, you know, contact us and awesome. say that they're interested. You know, we'll have an email group giving people updates, as well as um, focus groups to really try and, you know, as I said, listening to the voice of the users to try and bring them what they sure, need. Sure. So right now, uh, if by the time you're listening to this, the website is not up, you can contact us at bubblehealth at gmail.com. That's B-U-B-L health at gmail.com. Website also, Cyrus? Uh, yeah, you can find our website, and hopefully by the time you're listening, it will be functional. Yeah, and our website will be, you will be able to access our website at bubblehealth.com, and that is B-U-B-L health.com. Very good. Thank you. If and Asim, any- you have something uh, about contact information you want to say? Yeah, so if anyone has any questions or they just want to follow me, um, my Instagram is at A-S-I-M-T-R-I-M-Z-I. Oh, if they want to be like a groupie of yours. How about you, Cyrus? You want any groupies? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as I'm sure you'll plug, uh, LinkedIn is Cyrus Rosen. Facebook is Cyrus Rosen. And Instagram is Cyrus underscore Rosen underscore. Yeah, there'll probably be some young women who want to follow you for other reasons. Who knows? <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> we have the famous, the infamous... The amazing Adrian Gruberg. Do you know that there are people that would love to have this woman uh, do something on their show, but they just can't get her because she's so busy. And here we get her every single week. And we never want to take that for granted because this woman is a gem. She's a national treasure. Oh, my God. And she is so wise about... Caregiving. I remember before you and I became friends and stuff, mm-hmm. it was so hard to get you on the phone. It was so hard to get you to answer an email because you're just so busy. And now you take my calls all the time and I'm just... It was hard to get me on email? It. I would, I would email you something and it would be a long time, maybe a week for you to respond. And I just, I can understand that because I get hundreds of emails a day and it's... You know, they get lost in the shuffle. You get lost, yeah. Do you get hundreds of emails a day? I I get a certain number of let's let's say personal or primary emails. Then there were the social ones. Then there were updates. And yeah, then there it's were a lot forums, of stuff. And it's they're not... broken up, so the important ones show up. But sometimes they show up in um, the updates. So there are two things that I check. 
Yeah. All of the Facebook and other stuff is under but, the social. But sometimes it gets away from you, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Obviously. All right. So my point is we are very fortunate to have Adrian Gruber. Thank and I guess you. I guess some would say that it was fortunate to have me because I'm this wealth of wisdom. But yes, we can't, you are. I can't say that by myself or that would be Trumpian. And we don't want to be we don't want to be that. Oh, we don't? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think we want to be that. We don't, want, we don't want to turn off half of our audience, you know, and get caught in the crossfire. But we need to take another break, so we will be right back. Don't go away. And we're back with Adrian Gruberg and me, Dave the Caregiver, Dave Nassani, caregiverdave.com and Adrian of the Caregiver Space. You know, Adrian, we're kind of having fun here. And this is like uh, Ryan and Kelly. Maybe we should get our own show in New York. You know, just, just well, talk and shop. I... We are very busy people here. But on the West Coast, we're a little more flexible, right, than those on the East Coast because oh, things are like... Ah, I'm pretty ah, flexible ah, when you need me to be... When you give me enough notice... That's true. Uh, and you're doing Pilates and, and um, yoga, so I know you're very flexible with your body. Like I'm not doing Pilates and yoga. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of that. Let's get to... Oh, I, I meant to say, I think uh, I deserve a lifetime membership. Absolutely. I mean, we didn't, we didn't do that yet? No, we haven't. Amazing. I think we should. I will, I will make sure that happens. Okay. You're talking about my website, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, of course. We can cop you. <laughs> <laughs> if if they can cop you into the uh, you know the Russian tea room or something, then you know, why not? I wish they copped me into the Russian tea room. Is, is, no, the, no. Uh, is Tavern on the Green still open or did that close? Yeah. yeah. Still Somebody good else is running it, but Still good yeah. food? Well, next time I'm it's there. To, it's, it's a tourist place, hmm. you know, but it's beautiful. Well, I'm going to be in New York uh, in April, so we, ah. we've got to make sure that we get together this, this time. This time, yeah. And um, uh, I'm going to be in, uh, again, sometime during the first quarter, not sure when. One will be at, at speaking at West Point, and one will be... Uh, I'm one of the producers at the National Publicity Summit looking for guests on the show. At because, West Point? Uh, West Point Military Academy, yes. I will be at, talking to our nation's future leaders. Wow. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah. And then, at, um, what? What was the other? The other one is, uh, remember I went to the National Publicity Summit last year. That's yeah. when we met. And um, I was... Uh, actually pitching producers right. to be on shows, but this time I am the producer mm -hmm. looking for people who are pitching shows to be on our show here. Isn't that And cool? it's in New York? It's in New York. It's going to be in the New Yorker Hotel again, April, sometime mid-April. I can't remember the exact date. And so um, I couldn't stay with my um, with my cousin. He lives in Staten Island. He just moved into one of those um, lofts right on the water, and he mm. was remodeling his kitchen and, and gutting the floor and all of that stuff. But now it's just beautiful. He's got such an amazing view right across the bay. He can see the Statue of Liberty. He can see Manhattan. Mm. 
He can see you, Adrian, (laughs) (laughs) on a clear day. (laughs) On a clear day. Well, we're not talking much about caregiving here, are we? (laughs) It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's our show. We can do whatever we want. No, we're telling people where you're going to be and what you're doing. That's okay. Okay. So, Adrian, how do we get a hold of you? It's Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at thecaregiverspace.org. Um, and all the caregiverspace.org is the website, and uh, you can find all the social links on there. Awesome. And I'm Dave Nassani. I'm at caregiverdave.com. And please log in and get your free burnout quiz and my free book about overcoming unbelievable hardships. So thank you to my guests and everybody for tuning in. So until next time, may God richly bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Welcome, caregivers. Thank you so much for finding your way to our community of loving and supportive caregivers. We as caregivers understand and know the day-to-day feelings of guilt, fear, and loneliness. But guess what? There is hope. I, Dave the Caregiver's Caregiver, along with my team of experts and caring caregivers, have made this site just for you. We are a community of caregivers that understands and supports you wherever you are in your journey. We are a place to connect with other caregivers, but more importantly, a place to get practical, actionable help. There are lots of ways for you to get support. First of all, you can download our welcome pack. This will get you started on your Thrive journey. Next, you can ask and get answers to your questions by posting them here in our private Facebook groups. You can also get live online support by attending one of our live weekly Connect webinars. You can get practical, actionable advice by listening to our weekly podcast. You can hear and read other stories about other caregivers' experiences. Plus, add your own in our weekly Share Your Story forum, posted every Tuesday in the Facebook group. You can access essential resources and download practical Thrive Solutions Packs all of which are geared to help you thrive as a caregiver. We know funds are tight, so we offer all of our individual Thrive Solutions packs. Or for even a better deal, you can get lifetime access to all of our resources. Again, we're here to support you and help you thrive and to enjoy your life as a caregiver. And remember, this is a place to get hope, not just cope. Thank you for joining Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver radio show. Goodbye.